Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 64. This is the quickie how I got off episode for September 2nd through September 8th of 2019. Ooh, this week. <laughs> um, I'm thinking more of my state right now, it being Monday, September 9th, uh, and it's been a rough day, um, so I'm just going to stop and reflect on this before I go into what happened the prior seven days, just because um, I'm feeling really uncomfortable and a little overwhelmed and just more emotional than I was expecting to feel. Um, so if you've been listening, you know that I turned 40 pretty recently. Um, and one of the things that I did to celebrate was go and have a mammogram, uh, which is awful. If any, you know, female bodied people are out there that have gone through this, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I had assumed it was going to be painful. And the first time was, I think a little less painful than I was expecting, but also uncomfortable in a different way. Um, and I say first time because I had to schedule a second appointment to have a breast ultrasound, which was part of my original doctor's script, but I didn't realize that I had to specify these two separate things when I made the appointment. So miscommunication aside, blah, blah, blah. I had a second appointment today. And then when I get there, um, they told me that the doctor had asked, like their doctor on site, wanted additional images, additional mammogram images. But because that was kind of a separate procedure, you know, they had to get permission to do it that same day. Anyway, long story short, I spent four hours <laughs> at this radiology place, uh, just waiting. I waited two hours to be seen at all. And then the next two hours were doing follow-up mammogram images and then the breast ultrasound. And uh, the second mammogram thing was like so much more painful than the first time. It was different images, so different positions, and it was just awful. The worst part of it was that while I'm in the office that this is being done with the big machine, um, there's a screen with the images from, I guess, the previous mammogram up with uh, circles, you know, like computer circles on the images, presumably indicating, you know, spots of cancer. I mean, as far as I know, here I am, this freaked out patient, I've never had a mammogram before, and I can see this. You know, it's not even like behind something, like it's in full view. Um, or maybe it's just areas that, you know, she needs to get additional images on that, the, you know, that the tech was, she kept referring to it and coming back and, you know, but I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm already super fucking stressed from having waited for two hours, you know, thought this was going to be a real quick thing. It was so easy and fast the first time. And it was just, it was incredibly frustrating. And it was, you know, the reason why I'm bringing it up in this particular episode is that, you know, I've spoken before 
breast play is a big thing for me. I'm really into having my breasts and my nipples and everything, you know, manipulated and stimulated and, you know, just made a part of the action. And it was so uncomfortable to have my body manipulated for this way that's like, you know, for cancer screening in this this whole heavy thing hanging over the whole experience. Um, you know, and of course, it's also my fucked up brain is thinking, you know, this is karmic retribution for my expressing my disgust with with fake tits and porn. You know, here I am. What if I have breast cancer and then I have to get a mastectomy and then I'm getting fake tits and then I'm like the very thing that I, I don't like. And then, you know, does that mean that all of a sudden I'm going to be into watching fake tit porn because it's something that represents me? Uh, you know, my <laughs> This is this whole fucking neurotic spiral. It was ridiculous. Anyway, just to have, you know, <laughs> for shits and giggles, where that did take me was, no, I, I suspect I'm still going to watch or prefer porn with natural breasts, but I don't know. But I mean, that's the funny thing about porn is, I don't know if you do this, but I, I do look to porn for validation, you know, in some things. You know, when I first shaved my head and I was kind of, acclimating to that look and the experience of being a woman with a shaved head. Um, you know, I sought out porn that had women with shaved heads to kind of confirm that I could still be this, um, appealing image. Do you know what I mean? It didn't last. It was something that like I initially just needed to do to kind of mentally make that adjustment. I mean, I'm not into it now. I never did get off to it, but it was just something I searched for. Like, oh, that's out there. You know, that kind of like just validating my existence. So I'm sure I would feel the same way if I was in a position where I needed to get implants for some reason, you know? And again, I am not, I have no judgment against anybody that, that does it or has them or chooses them, or anything like that. It's just, you know, again, my aesthetic preference when it comes to watching porn, and nothing more than that. Um, but anyway, so that was my experience today, and it was really... <laughs> Part of it is like, man, uh, just because there's so many nerves involved with this whole type of procedure, and getting older, and um, being a woman, and having this hangover... <laughs> my head um you know it was like I need to get all the breast play in <laughs> you know like what can I do so that every sexual experience is like really taking advantage of my breasts while they're great and you know full and whatever as they are now Ugh. anyway so I didn't have partner sex at all this past seven days not even at the conference which is where I spent Thursday through Sunday, I was in Atlanta, Georgia at the Sex Down South conference. Um, and I had a, I had a really great time. There were a lot of surprising things about the conference. I was lucky enough to get a media pass, which, you know, I'm grateful to Marla and Tia, the founders of the conference for, uh, providing that for me. Um, you know, and I, I've never been to a sex conference, so I don't have anything to compare it to. There was some talk from some of the presenters that this is a unique conference, but I'm not sure if that's because the focus is on giving, you know, people of color more of a, a voice and kind of focusing on their experience and their existence in this space, which is often marginalized, specifically with like the kink fetish community. You know, it's so 
predominantly whitewashed. The conference was great for that, but I suspect part of the uniqueness may have been the uh, like the format of it. There were a lot of classes and workshops and a lot of um, hands-on things. <laughs> there was one instructor in particular, um, and she did these demos in her classes that were just like, I was so she was an incredible presenter, like engaging, super informed, super frank and blunt and like just tells you how it is. And then the best part was that for every class that she did, she'd have either she was doing the demo herself or like she would have another person there that she would demo on. Um, so I was able to attend her class on asphyxiation and then another one on fisting. And, you know, <laughs> the whole class is there watching this this other woman get fisted um, and see them, you know, negotiating what's going to happen and what the person likes and what they don't like and their preferences on gloves and lube and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and in the asphyxiation class, you know, she demoed on a guy and, and just demonstrated every single type of, it was like a, she was saying like college speak, it was like a 401 level class. So there was no um, choking demonstrations involving equipment like baggies or uh, belts or ropes or anything like that. But it was, you know, covering smothering and air chokes and blood chokes and also like a quick demo on a safe way to self-asphyxiate because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know if people are not familiar with this on a partner basis, but I'm sure you're familiar with the celebrity deaths that have resulted from autoerotic asphyxiation, you know, and because it is a, a risky and dangerous thing. So there was a lot of talk about what to avoid and then, you know, a quick demo of an easy way to, to do it so that if you were to pass out, um, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't suffocate yourself. You wouldn't <laughs> hang yourself accidentally. So anyway, this is all to say, like, I didn't expect that, that demos like that were going to be a part of it. So that was a great surprise. It was really, and it was empowering, but it was also just really beautiful watching these uh, big, because these classes would be really filled and just all of these people just so excited about learning these things and seeing it and witnessing and the space being safe. And um, I don't know, it was just really beautiful. Um, I attended another class that was on the biochemistry of uh, BDSM, you know, all the different chemical reactions in the body and, and the different physical and emotional and spiritual states that arise from that. And that was also fascinating to like see someone really get into the nitty gritty of all the science and the biology of it. That was great. Um, and then other things, I mean, they had vendors everywhere. There were like leather vendors and there was a, a man who makes, um, he makes himself like he is the sole producer, which I was just amazed by. And I'm going to do an interview with him because he just kind of blew my mind. But this one, one man shop, he makes this line of dildos, these silicone dildos that he sculpts because um, he does some fantasy versions and then other real life versions. Um, but, you know, just like a resin cat um, sculpture and then makes a, a cast out of that and produces these himself. And they're really incredible. Um, what else did I see? I mean, it, it was just, it was, it was not as big in terms of the vendors as I was expecting. Like, it's definitely not 
a Javits Center kind of um, experience, which is the the big convention center here in New York, which is a gigantic space. So like Comic-Con is there and, you know, DragCon, and it's just like this enormous, enormous space. And there's just hundreds and hundreds of vendors lined up. So this was not like that. There are probably maybe 20 different vendors, but, you know, it was three-day event. There was pre-conference stuff, but, you know, classes and lectures and workshops every day. And then, you know, little meetups and little bangs and uh, performances and demos. And there was a dungeon and a healing space. And it was just, it was a fascinating, I, you know, I think it was like the best way to break into this ex-conference uh, genre, I guess. So anyway, the point is, all to say that I will definitely be going back. Um, I had a good time. I learned a lot and I just, you know, it was nice to be around a whole population of people that are like-minded. That was really great. Um, and I met so many people that, uh, I contacted and reached out to and will follow up with to do interviews and maybe collaborate. There was a, a, a fetish film, duo that are also kind of the co this is my impression they are like the co-doms of a, a house of submissives um so they were fascinating so i'm hoping to partner with them to produce some original film content uh what else yeah so the conference was at the end of the week and before that i did masturbate like a fucking demon uh with toys there was no porn before the conference um, there's plenty of porn at the conference, but I'm not going to count that because I actually didn't masturbate at all while I was there. I didn't play with anybody. There were tentative plans to play with number 54 when I got home, but yeah, we cannot just, we seem to just constantly be missing each other. So yeah, but it, I mean, it was fine. I got back and I was really exhausted and I knew I was going to have to be up early to get to that doctor's appointment this morning. So it wound up working out. I got to sleep at least. Um, so yeah, that was my week. How I got off. <laughs> I got off with toys. That's, that's really the long and the short of it. I wish, I was really hoping for more, more action, you know, but anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's, I still have some kind of mental healing to do. Uh, still trying to let go of the events and, I did just want to mention something because I know, you know, it was kind of really negative spin that I was sharing about all the things that were going through my head in terms of my paranoia around my breast. Um, but I'm sharing that because it's like an honest state of my mind and an honest stream of what I've been thinking. But I'm trying so hard to to push it out and like visualize the positive because I've read somewhere and I think that this is just like the most brilliant thing that I've ever heard. So that's why I want to make sure I share it with you is that worrying is like praying for what you don't want. And I do not want to do that. So <laughs> I'm going to just share it here. Let it go. Probably going to have a good cry after this and just keep going. So until Thursday's regular episode, I wish you well and many orgasms and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things.
And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.